Welcome to Zealous Conversations, a podcast dedicated to growing the kingdom through shining the light and setting the standard. I'm Taylor J, and I want to welcome you to this devotional show. And I ask you to walk with me as we go through this journey of what it means to live successful, stylish, and saved. Let's get into the show. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Zealous Conversations with Taylor J. So excited to be back once again with you guys. It's been a wonderful week that I've had. Um, I thank everyone who listened to the first episode of the second season and feedback that I've received. It's definitely been a blessing to me, just as I pray that that episode has been a blessing to you. Um, If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me at Azella's Voice on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also email me at taylor at thezealousvoice.com. And you can check out my blog once I revamp it (laughs) at thezealousvoice.com. You can also listen to this show on various platforms and share it on various platforms with your friends and your family. And you can find those on um, Apple Music, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podbean. I'm actually working on Spotify right now. So hopefully by the time the next episode comes out that that will be a new platform that you can listen on it as well and to share with others um leave your leave your feedback leave reviews let me know what you think about the podcast and how it's been blessing you um also in my email if you want to ask any questions um you know just anything any topic you know let me know and I can answer them for you here on the podcast and if you have any personal questions for me or any topic suggestions or anything like that just reach out um I'm always open to accepting pitches And yeah, so I think that that's all the housekeeping that I have for this week. Um, Like I said, I pray that you've had a great week. I pray that the Lord has shown up for you in so many ways within the last seven days. I know that he has shown up for me, um, whether it be through, you know, a miraculous movement or, you know, just him speaking to me in the way that he speaks to me. Um, What I love about my relationship with God personally is his way of communicating with me. Um, I had just finished praying not too long ago. And in my prayer, I had mentioned to him how out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of scriptures that are in the Bible, somehow he always finds the way to bring me back to the same ones, the ones that I need in this season to give me the encouragement to keep going, to give me the encouragement to stay committed to that which he has spoken to me. In our relationship with God, especially because so much of it is in his hands and so much of it we cannot see that we have to, you know, have faith in order to to move ahead. Um, we need those reminders. It, it gets very hard to, you know, get out of your own head sometimes. And I'm just grateful that God's word has helped me to be able to do that, to get out of my own head and to focus on what it is that he has told me. Um, you know, that's kind of happened to me a couple of times this week where it's a certain thing that the Lord has spoken that has been speaking to me about for months, just about 
my future, you know, in like the upcoming season. And, you know, when you first receive the word, it's like, yes, I'm so excited. God is about to do something great. And then time goes on and nothing is changing. And then it starts to seem like things are moving backwards. And it's in those times that we really have to connect to and cling to Jesus more than ever. Um, So that's what I'm learning right now. And I I just want to know, you know, what you guys are learning too. Please just give me your feedback. Let me know how God is working in your life, how um, he's blessing you in ways that you are learning to grow in him. So as I mentioned on the last episode, I'm going through a reading plan on Psalm 119. And initially, it was my plan to um, memorize it. And for those of you who may not know, Psalm 119 is the longest psalm. And I think it's like the longest chapter in the entire Bible, 176 verses. And so I don't know if I'll necessarily be able to memorize it all. But I think that God is more so pointing out key scriptures for me to um, take heed of rather than trying to memorize all 176 verses. I think sometimes when we hear that we should read and meditate on the word that we automatically think that we need to like know every single word in the Bible. And while it could be very possible, um, you know, I don't think that we should take it at that face value that meditate means to memorize, but like every single thing, but more so that meditate means to to really grasp the things that stand out to you, um, but also grasp the the full meaning of what the Lord is saying, but digging deeper. Um, you know, seeing what those what the words are, looking at the sequences of the words and what they mean. Um, I use the English Standard Version Study Bible. It's a really huge Bible and it has really excellent footnotes that really just help me to understand a little bit more about what it is that God is saying in a particular passage. And in Psalm 119, it's been very rich to me because it's just showing me the importance of of God's word and how it's so dynamic. Um, you know, through God's word, it, it gives us life. It gives us strength, um, you know, and it's really our safe place. The word of God helps to keep us pure in the things that we do. The word of God, um, you know, helps us to gain wisdom and, and to receive wisdom. And so it's it's really been a blessing to to be looking at the scriptures in a different manner. Sometimes, you know, I just read them and skim them, skim through them. But this time it's just like, wow, I can build myself up in the word more than I ever have before and really just see God in a different light um, and seeing the key to knowing his, his, what his word is. Um, you know, it's, it should be treasured because it is our lifeline. It is our guide. It is our direction. And that's what I'm learning so far in, in reading Psalm 119. Um, it's really been a blessing to me. And, you know, I invite you to join. I want to shout out my friend, Alyssa, who I worked with in Washington, D.C. before I moved. And now she actually works for the NFL Players Association, so which is really awesome. Um, but she is reading the the plan along with me. So on the Bible app, you can invite friends to read with you. And as you go through each day, there is a part at the bottom where you can talk it over and pretty much 
it's like a discussion board. So you can write, you know, what you gained from the reading that day. And then the person that you're reading with can see it too. So then you can have a discussion and have a check-in that way. Um, so I invite you to please join the, um, the reading with us. It's been really great. We've only been doing it for a week, so you wouldn't be that far behind if you want to pop in. And um, yeah, I, I invite you to do so. Okay, so let's get into the topic this week. This topic is something that I am currently going through in my own life. Um, I thank God for placing it on my heart to discuss this because I'm sure it's probably something that a lot of us are going through, especially because we are still in the new year. And well, we're about to be in the third month, which is crazy, but (laughs) it's still pretty early in the year. And of course, we know that with the new year comes the New Year's resolutions and how we want to change things and how we want to develop better habits and better methods for doing things. But what I want to talk about is like a lifelong transformation, um, the breaking of bad habits that we have developed over the years. And so I'm um, a backstory on me. I have never, ever been good with finances. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this in a podcast episode in the past, but money has always been my weak, my weak point. You know, I get some and I spend it or, you know, I'm living check to check and, you know, it seems like everything is going well for me. Um, you know, being, having this great job and having my own place and stuff like that, but you know, it's harder because of not having the wisdom um, or not having the not having the wisdom of properly handling. And um, it's not just that well with me, but it's also been an issue um, in my in my family line too. you know, just the mismanagement of money and not really allotting it to the right places, but using it more so for personal pleasures and personal gain rather than using it for the kingdom first and then taking what's left over and, you know, enjoying it in that way. And so last year, I I had a good amount of money, not going to lie. And I had a great year. I did a lot of really fun things that take money to do so. But when it came to the end of the year and I looked back and I looked at my bank account, it was like, wow, every single dollar I had slipped through my fingers, like right through my hands. And there was no way, like I I just couldn't account for it. I don't, I didn't know where it went. And to me, it was frustrating because, you know, while I was doing all these things that I wanted to do for myself, I also had plans to sow into two friends of mine who are full-time campus ministers. And I couldn't do it because I didn't have the money. Um, also, I wasn't tithing as I should should have. And that'll probably be a topic that I'll do at a, let, a later date. But for those of you who may not be familiar, tithing is when you give the first 10% of your income to the church. Um, You know, it's something that God commands us to do. And it's more so an act of obedience and an act of reverence and an act of worship more so than it is just giving the church your money. Um, It's just about showing God that you trust him. And 
I would have to say when it came to my finances and my relationship with God, I truly was not trusting him. You know, my my check would come in and it would be X amount of dollars and say I had bills that I owed or things that I wanted to do. You know, I'll be like, oh, you know, I'll just put it off or I'll tie it at the end of the month, you know, because I, I need this money. But instead of, you know, saying, OK, I, I know that if I give my tithe, even if it looks like I won't have enough, God will make a way for me. And what I came to learn at the top of this year was that money became was becoming my master or it was my master really at that point um and so I had decided you know that I'm not going to keep living in bondage to this lifestyle I'm not going to continue to make these bad choices when it came to my finances and allow it to control me and allow it to control my relationship with God and control the things that I do when I should be able to be having control over it and so um you know, I had to just make my mind up that this was no longer going to happen and that I was going to have to make a change. And so that's what I want to talk about, making that long lasting decision that this will not be my life anymore, that this habit would not take precedence over me anymore. Um, and so that's what we're going to that's what we're going to discuss. Suffices. At times, I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or command grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy, a place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. As for you, if you faithfully follow me as David your father did, obeying all my commands, decrees, and regulations, then I will establish the throne for your dynasty. For I made this covenant with your father David when I said, One of your descendants will always rule over Israel. But if you or your descendants abandon me and disobey the decrees and commands I have given you, and if you serve and worship other gods, then I will uproot the people from this land that I have given them. I will reject this temple that I have made holy to honor my name. I will make it an object of mockery and ridicule among the nations. And though this temple is impressive now, all who pass by will be appalled. They will ask, why did the Lord do such terrible things to this land and to this temple? And the answer will be because his people abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who brought them out of Egypt, and they worshiped other gods instead and bowed down to them. This is why he was this is why he has brought all these disasters on them. And I read that in the New Living Translation, Second Chronicles, verses 11 through 22. And when I was preparing for this, um, it's so interesting. Lately, I've been writing um message ideas out at my part-time job and second chronicles 714 really stood out to me um, i first learned about that scripture when i was living back in maryland um, at my former church they had a huge banner of it on the wall and i would see it every week um you know i was like oh you know that's pretty cool but as i got deeper into my relationship with god it just really started to make more sense to me um just how we develop, sometimes we develop 
habits unknowingly, and these habits turn sometimes into idols. And I know that it's really hard for a lot of us to come to terms with the fact that something is very close to taking precedence over God because we're not, you know, getting on our knees and bowing down and worshiping. You know, I'm not like in my room with a huge dollar sign, you know, on the wall, like, oh, all hail the mighty dollar, all hail the almighty dollar. You know, it's not like that at all. But sometimes things become an idol or things become placed over God when we choose them before him, or we make decisions um, as a result of those things, rather than, you know, what God has commanded us to do, or even just having trust in God. So like with my money, like I said, you know, instead of um, giving my 10th right away, you know, I'm using my 10th for something else, or I'm putting my 10th toward bills, because I feel like, well, you know, this money is my is my safety net. This money is um, what I need to keep my lights on. You know, God can get it later. But in the same token, God is like, trust me. You know, I'm your provider. I'm your keeper. I can cause all things to work together for your good. Like, trust me. Give it to me. You know, give your cast your cares on me. And so it took a long time for me to realize. It took until I hit rock bottom for me to see, okay, I think I need to really do something differently. And I mean, it's not to say that for years my intentions weren't to get better, but I had never made the physical um, intention in my mind to do something different. And so when I look at this passage in scripture, um, it goes on to say right before, um, you know, of my people who are called by my name, um, Oh, darn it. My little Bible app and took me to chapter six and I need to be in chapter seven. Okay, so um, it said that at times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or command grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. Um, and so in reading and reading that, you know, it kind of makes sense sometimes when we are getting to that place where we need to, you know, really get back to making God our priority, that it seems like our resources are lacking or that they're not there or that we've come to the end of our rope. And, you know, some it's sad that sometimes we have to make those changes based on us coming to the end of our own strength and having to realize, okay, I can't do this anymore. God, I need you. Um, and so, in that, it brings me to my first point. When we come to the realization that our habits have not been in line with God's expectations of us, when it has not been in line with the scriptures, um, and when it just has caused us to put ourselves first rather than giving God first place, then we have to realize that we have to do something different. We have to do a whole mind makeover. And one of the ways, and the first way really that we do that is through repentance. Um, Repentance is when we first, you know, we ask God to forgive us of our sin. But on top of that, we make the decision to turn away from it. And so, for example, with my personal situation, I got before God and I, I said to him, Lord, forgive me. I have allowed money to be master over me for too long. And I told him that I repent and I make him the master over my finances, that 
he will have control, that he will give me the strength to be able to manage and that my money will not be my strong, will not be my strong, my stronghold. It will not be my strength. It will not be, um, you know, my lifeline. So I ask God to forgive me for that. And coming to that realization is humbling. And that's why I appreciate verse 14, where it says, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Okay. So coming to realize that what you are doing is not working, that how you have been living is not God's design for your life, is not God's will for your life. It takes humility to admit that you have been wrong. It takes humility to understand that you have to change. In a perfect world, we want to think that the way that we have been living is fine, that we don't have to change anything, that everything is just peachy. But a lot of the times that's not the case. And coming back to to Christ is humbling. Coming back to Christ is making yourself vulnerable, is exposing yourself. It's, It's putting yourself on front street saying, look, God, I know I am not perfect. I know that, you know, I can't live my life on my own terms. I am in need of a savior. I am in need of your help. And we humble ourselves and we seek him. We seek his face through praying to him and through going through and learning his word and meditating on his word and internalizing his word and living by that standard rather than the one that we have created for ourselves. So then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that's the repentance part. The way that I was living was not godly. It was wicked. And it doesn't seem like, you know, oh, you, you know, you were just, you know, spending your money wrong. Oh, that can't be wicked. It's, it's not of God. So it's of the world and the things of this world are wicked. Let's let's be clear. They are. And so anything that is creating a stumbling block, anything that is getting in the way of you putting God first and trusting him is not good. And so I knew that the way that I was handling my money was not good. It was it was wicked. And I had to change. I had to turn from that. I had to repent of that. Right. So then in in that and us doing our part, then God plays a part. He says, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and restore their land. In the um, English Standard Version, it says heal their land. So when we make the choice to change our mind and to redevelop our habits and to give God total, total control, and, and choose to do things his way, he doesn't leave us with um, eating up crops by the grasshoppers and dried up land because the rain stopped falling. No, he's going to, first of all, forgive us of what we've done so we don't have to live on that anymore, that we don't have to harbor that in our hearts anymore. But then he's going to restore us and he's going to give us what we need to be successful into in doing things the way that he wants us to do so. And that's what I was able to see. 
and I'm going to get really raw with you guys. The Coming into the new year, I had a negative balance twice in my bank account, guys. I had not one dollar to my name because of the decisions that I made. And in that in that time, okay, guys, I had to build myself up in scripture because I did not know how I was going to survive two weeks without any money. But God, as a restorer, as a healer, as one who hears our prayers, our sincere, earnest prayers, and honors our repentance by forgiving our sins, helped me to survive those two weeks. Guys, I had no savings. All my credit cards were maxed out. And I'm about a month later now, guys, and I have a savings now. My credit cards are being paid for. All of my bills ended up being paid on time. I did not miss rent. Um, You know, a couple of things I fell behind on. But within the last few weeks, God has found ways to build it up so that I would be able to um, catch up on everything. So all of my stuff is up to date. I have what I need and I've been able to pay my tithes first off and still have everything that I need. Money for food, um, you know, gas in my car getting my hair done like I've it's like although it seemed like I had nothing when I look back I I don't even remember really not having anything like I don't really think about it anymore because God has put me in a position even though it's still modest and I have to do some work on my on my end which we'll get to um you know everything has been restored and it can only go up from there If I'm committed to it. So God is faithful. Um, You know, sometimes God does things in a way that you can't exactly pinpoint how he did it. Um, I know you guys are probably wondering, well, where did the money come from? You know, nothing crazy miraculous happened. Like, you know, I got a check for a thousand dollars in the mail or something like that. Or, you know, someone blessed me because they said God told them to. It was nothing like that. It was just little ways here and there that the Lord allowed me to kind of save save on money um or just for like little amounts of money to come to me here and there whether it be you know um saving or through um like I have a a special 401 401k account that money goes into um from my old job I started a new one and so in the old one every now and then money will pop up in it and you know that's one way that it happened um so it's just different ways that I've saved. Like I, I would call the, the credit card companies and ask them to revert um, late fees and stuff like that. So, you know, God has his ways of, of restoring and refreshing our land and healing us and just helping us to get to the place where we need to be if we're serious about it. So, um, you know, so the first step is just to humble yourself, acknowledge that, you know, the way that you've been living has not been right, has not been according to God's plan. Repent of your bad habits and allow God to heal and restore you. Um, You know, that's the that's the first that's the first point there. Um, And then the second one is to take practical improvement steps. When I made the decision to change my ways with finances um, a friend of mine told me in prayer or will said in prayer, um, for me that God would provide resources and that he would provide favor. And so glory to God that he has provided a bunch of resources. 
getting back to where I need to be financially or getting where I need to be financially, because like I said, I was never good with money. It's going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice. Right now, I'm working two jobs. Um, I work from 3, well, no, from 4 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then I go to my part-time job three to four days out of the week at 3 p.m. until 7.15. So I'm working about, what? what's that, like 8, 9, 10, 11, about 12-hour days, um, three to four days out of the week because, one, I need extra funds to, you know, to save, to build a savings, to pay off my debt. Um, you know, the Lord has helped me in little ways along the way, but I have to also make sacrifices. And sacrifice is a big part also of this life, dying to ourselves. If it wasn't from if it wasn't for this, you know, I don't think I would be working two jobs. It's most days I am drained. And today was one of those days, guys. Like when I tell you that my eyes felt as heavy as my body weight, like I was just exhausted. But I know that it's something that I have to do because, you know, it's a bed that I made. I have to lay in it. And yes, God is a restorer. God is a healer. But we also have a responsibility as well. Um, If I have faith that God is going to restore my finances, if I have faith that God is going to build it up and I'm going to have a healthy life in that manner, and, you know, I'm going to have better habits, then I have to play my part as well. And so one of those ways was taking up a second job. Um, Another way that I did that was at my church. We have small groups um, for the next 10 weeks. And of course, the Lord blessed me with one on financial excellence. And so I'm I'm reading this book that is called Financial Excellence, A Treasury of Wisdom and Inspiration by John Avazzini. And it's basically about applying biblical principles to our financial health and so that's one way Um, I had a friend of mine sit on the phone with me and I created a budget and I've been having to stick to that budget Um, I've only been doing it for a month I failed the first two weeks but it's getting better now glory to God and um, I did that through the every dollar app by David Ramsey and it's been such a help like you can write your budget out down to the last cent and it also allows you to um put in put in there and track what you spend so that you see where your money is is going each time you spend it which is a habit that I did not have before and then I thank God because um Dave Ramsey has this course called Financial Peace University and it's actually pretty expensive I think it's like 170 something dollars or something like that and different churches go through it and it was something that I wanted to do and I'm like Lord you know I really want to do this Financial Peace University but you know I can't afford it right now so I guess I'll do it later Um, And over this past weekend, I went to go hang out with some friends down here that I made. And we were talking about our goals for the year. And I was talking about how I wanted to break this financial cycle and have better financial health. And I was telling them about my app and how I'm taking the class. And one of the girls was like, oh, that sounds just like Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. I didn't pay it any mind. And then that's when um, she got up 
and went into her room, came back out, and brought me a box. And the box was Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. And all I could do was just thank the Lord because it's like, I know that I'm in the right place, God, that you keep providing these resources for me and you've given me little pieces of favor here and there. So it shows me that I'm doing that I'm in your will, that I'm doing what, what you want me to do and that, you know, acknowledging and humbling myself was the right thing to do so much so that you provided me this class that I could not afford um, for free. So, you know, it's practical steps like that, you know, cutting back on my spending, watching, um, you know, what my money goes out to. Um, when I went to the grocery store, I made sure to buy like little um, foods that are easy to prepare because because I work so much and I come home at night tired. I don't feel like making a full meal. So sometimes I just need something really quick. And in the first two weeks that I was doing my budget, I still found myself going to Wendy's for four for, 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 I can't even say it. <laughs> I found myself going to Wendy's for a four for four or, you know, going to McDonald's or something because I needed something to eat really fast. And that's where a lot of my um, extra money was going. So I decided to buy the stuff that I would get from like Wendy's or McDonald's and put it in my freezer, um, you know, get it from the grocery store and save money that way. So it's just taking those practical steps and allowing God to um, to really just reach to me through his scriptures, too. Like I did a Bible app plan on finance finances and financial health and I have learned so much from it and I've gained so much from it biblically as well as far as learning how to be a good steward over my finances and how I can become master of it instead of it being master over me like it used to be and it feels good guys um you know like I'm only in the really the first month of it but I just pray that it will continue to grow strong and then the third um and final tip that I have is to be prepared to extend grace to yourself and be patient with yourself. Making life-changing um, decisions, mind-altering decisions, turning from your old ways and picking up the ways of God takes great patience and grace. I almost beat myself up so bad these first two weeks because I was spending money that I should not have been spending. And it's so easy to condemn yourself. Like, girl, what are you doing? Like, you're ruining it. You're messing it up. And when we condemn ourselves, sometimes it allows us to um, get into a place where we stop or get us to a place where we feel like we can't do it. And so we just quit. But if you celebrate the small milestones, like, although I did not or although I, um, you know, spent money on the side on fast food when I shouldn't have, I was like, you know what? It's cool because I didn't swipe my credit card and I did not touch my savings. And that was always my weakness going into my savings or swiping that credit card. I didn't do it. And that was worthy of celebration. That was worthy of me saying, okay, yeah, I might have messed up here, but hey, I succeeded here. And in that place where I messed up, I can try again with the next the next round. So definitely don't count yourself out. Um, God, God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. So even when we do feel like we failed, he will help us to get back to that place where we will feel the, those pieces of success. Um, you know, and just understand that nothing's going to happen overnight. You know, this 
journey for me, this financial journey for me is going to take a while, I'm sure. And, you know, the Lord may bless me in tremendous ways where someone might call me and say that my car note is paid off. I'm believing that by faith, y'all, because my car note, I could really do away with that. But, um, you know, we never know how God is going to work in our lives and, and in our situations. But we have to also trust that although it might be moving slowly, although it might not happen overnight, that it is happening. And we are going to see the fruit if we are consistent, if we are faithful, and if we are trusting God in our journey. So whatever that habit is that has kept you um, bound, whatever that habit is that you that you realize, you know what, I've been putting it before my faith in God, or I've been putting it before, um, you know, just having him take the lead in my life. All you have to do, just like this, um, the scripture says, all you have to do is just humble yourself and pray, realize it, pray, repent, and God is going to hear you and he is going to restore you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of you. He says that his eyes will be open and his ears attentive to every prayer that is made. And he says that if you faithfully follow him, obey all his commands, decrees, and regulations, that he will establish you. He will establish you. But if you abandon him and disobey the decrees and commands that he has given you, and if you serve and worship other gods, then he will he will uproot. He will uproot. It says that he will uproot um, the people. That's what he says in the scripture. But with us, you know, we have to we have to show our faithfulness to him. You know, a lot of the times, you know, God can't can't really help who doesn't want to to be helped. We have to show him. Okay, hey, we're here for you, God. We want to see your we want to see your glory through our lives. We're going to be faithful to you. We're going to turn aside every every idol. We're going to turn aside every false god and we are going to put you first. And so much will will come from that. So much will come from that, guys. And I can't wait to do a check-in at the end of the year and let you guys know where I am in this journey. You know, it's only really my first full month and I I'm definitely pulling sacrifice. I'm definitely learning how to say no to certain things and and really building self-discipline, developing the fruits of the spirit. Um, Self-control is one of them. And so, you know, I just wish you all the best. And and I just pray, you know, that you will find success in cutting habits and, and changing and changing things. I mean, not only is it for your benefit, but even for the benefit of generations to come. Like I want it to end with me. I want my children and my children's children to be able to benefit from in their lives financially, that they will be able to use their money as I desire to sow into the kingdom of God and, and the things that he wants to do Um in order to bring more people to the kingdom, but then also, um, you know, to be able to enjoy life. But you can't enjoy life if you, you know, and it takes money to enjoy life in the ways that I would like to enjoy life. So, you know, I can't do that if I don't even know how to handle it. If I can't even, you know, give God 10% or save, you know, what, what good is that for me? Why, why, why do I deserve those things if I can't show myself to handle them? Um, so I just pray that this has blessed you. I pray that this has spoken to your heart 
Um, and I pray that it will it will cause you to think and to really self-reflect and dig deep inside yourself and see, okay, what is it that I need to, to change? What is it that ha- what is that habit that is taking precedence over my relationship with God? Um, what do I need to let go of? Okay. And like I said, guys, I just pray that this has blessed you. Um, don't forget to follow me on social media at Azella's Voice and to subscribe to the show. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Um, and just give me feedback and let me know what you think. Leave reviews. You can email me, taylor at Um, Definitely drop questions in my inbox if needed. And I am so excited, guys, for this year. This is going to be a year like never before. We're going to see God's glory in ways that we have never seen it before. Just keep trusting him. Keep following him. Stay in your word. Pray. Listen to this podcast. Listen to other faith-based podcasts. Um, I'd highly recommend Blessed and Bossed Up podcast um, with Tatum. It's a really great podcast to listen to. Um, in Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, his daily sermons. That's a great podcast to listen to. Um, and then there's another one that I'm checking out called Theology Gals. Um, it's more so like reformed Christian women, but I'm learning a lot from it. Um, just about the, about theology and about the scriptures and we need to know those things. So those are a few recommendations that I have for you guys. Oh, and the Word X the World podcast, um, with Jason Banks and Marcus Gunn. Y'all, that podcast is fire. You guys need to listen to it. They hit a lot of hard hitting topics no holds barred so definitely check them out as well and um i will see you guys next time or talk to you guys next time hope you have a blessed week y'all are amazing god is with you i'm rooting for you and we are going to do the darn thing in 2019 god bless